Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome along to the Rocky Road Boxing Podcast with me, your host, Kevin Byrne. Joined this week by Simon McGuire. How are you doing, Simon? Kevin, very good. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, good. Good. Um, were you tuned into the Mick Conlon fight there at the weekend? I was. I was. And I tuned out pretty quick afterwards, unfortunately. Yeah, sad ending to the fight for Mick, uh, for Mick Conlon. Where do you think he goes from here? Oh, a period of reflection. I genuinely think. I was just looking there. It's... That's two knockout losses in the last. That's three not three knockout losses in the last five. You know, um, I think he's right. Take some, take a long time, enjoy the Christmas with the family, and really look at what he wants to do. As well as that, you kind of see what Lee Wood is doing in terms with Josh Warrington. So maybe just take a step back. So very anything. Maybe take, even take a year out. You know, just refocus. And um, just, I think it's just a period of reflection for Mick. Yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, that's an interesting. I hadn't really kind of heard that one thrown out there. It was kind of like stick or twist, basically. I kind of have I have a hunch he might retire. Like he's done well out of boxing. He's raising a young family. He's spotting his next career out there ahead of him, you know, with the the managing and promotion stuff like that. And also, like knowing Mick fairly well over the years, I think had I said to him a year or two, maybe three years ago, listen, in twenty twenty three in Belfast, you're going to be stopped by Jordan Gill. He would have said, "Am I? Fuck, you know, that's not going to happen. And if it does, I won't be boxing anymore." So I, I kind of suspect that's where he's at now. However, things can change. Put the feet up over Christmas and we'll see what the, uh, the future holds. There are still big fights out there from uh, he does still draw a massive crowd and ent- entertains and stuff like that. But, you know, when a bit when a certain bit of vulnerability comes into your game, it can be, you know, you can question yourself as well. His brother, Jamie, got out at the right time when, you know, fell to a loss uh, at, a, at a high level and said, right, that's it. I, I spotted my career afterwards and maybe Mick... Uh, We'll see the same. It was a good card, though. I think Lewis, Cro- Lewis Crocker really said his name up there with that uh, terrific win over Tyrone McKenna, I believe. There's a possible fight in the offing with uh, Paddy Donovan, former guest here on the Rocky Road. So Probably. That'll be beautiful. Yeah, that'll be an absolute corker, wouldn't it? And it was a good win as well for Quivian and Garco against Troy Williamson. Some people had him as a... It was quite an even fight going in, I think. Uh, Garco had the hometown advantage, A-side. And he, he made a count. You know, he, he did his job and um, answered a few critics while he was out. Onto bigger and better things. Yeah, um, and bigger and better things. That's what we're discussing today. Um, massive card coming up at the end of the month, uh, December the 23rd in Saudi Arabia. One of the guys who's fighting on the card is the subject of today's podcast. Joseph Parker will have his hands full when he meets Deontay Wilder in Saudi Arabia at the end of the month, the day before Christmas Eve. But anyone who's willing to, to brave the 40-foot in Dublin at this time of year is, is clearly capable of anything. 
That's been a daily habit of the New Zealanders since he rocked up here with trainer Andy Lee. The pair have struck up a fruitful relationship over the past few years, ever since Tyson Fury recommended his cousin Lee as a coach when Parker was looking for a change in his corner. Here in today's episode, Big Joe talks to the Rocky Road about those dips in the sea, Docky stakes, his outrageous TV, why Lee's experience versus Wilder in the Fury corner can help him out. We also struck on uh, Katie Taylor, the two-division undisputed champ, and Paddy Donovan, his stablemate who's coming for it all. Uh, during the visit to Ballybrack Boxing Club, we also watched Parker taking on four local amateur boxers, all coming up in the world, um, as well as the Georgian Sari, uh, uh, Ilya Sariashvili. Uh, we spoke with the three Irish guys, Adam Malanian, Harry Garrity, and Martin McDonough before and after the rounds with the former WBO World Heavyweight Champion. And uh, it was good stuff down there, Simon. It was good stuff. Would you have paid a ticket to watch the spar? Um, it wasn't probably that hot and heavy. It was still a learning spar. Like Andy Lee, you, you know Andy Lee well over the years as well. You've worked with him. You know Andy, he's cool, calm and collected. He was he was overlooking the spars. He was looking after the kids. Because these are kids, you know what I mean? Adam is 17 years old, Harry Garrity. Not sure what age Harry is, but he's he's twenty or twenty one. He's he's a young guy, and Martin McDonough. He, like what a story, Martin McDonough. He's won four Irish titles in his ten his last ten fights. I think like novice under twenty two, senior and elite. Like I mean, the guy is coming up in the world. Really, imp- I really impressed by all three of the Irish guys that fought him, and good to talk to him. Different kind of talkers like uh, Harry Garrity, as you'll hear, is a man of a few, a very few words. Martin McDonough, kind of. Shy, uh, but com- very confident, but shy, you know, a gentle giant as described by his brother. And then Adam Alanian, like kind of cheeky, ca- cheeky, chappy, confident, but nice, very nice kid as well. Great skills being shown. And I think Irish uh, heavyweight boxing is in a good place because as well, like a guy who wasn't out there, there that day, Jack Marty, like we're, we've got our best heavyweight in a good few years as well. And I believe her, Jack has done some uh, rounds with Joe Parker in the, in the last year. So look, uh, you're going to hear from the three guys. Um, before their spars with Joe Parker. We're going to play a bit of our interview then with Joe Parker, and then you're going to hear from the lads after sparring and getting in and doing their rounds with uh, the Kiwi, who's fighting Deontay Wilder in Saudi Arabia on December the 23rd. Well, Anion, seven to spar Joe Parker, former world champion. It's just, it's a great experience altogether, you know. Not many people my age get this experience, so I'm just, I'm glad to be here. Yeah. How many rounds are you anticipating doing today? Uh, however much Andy says, you know, you know, beggars don't be choosers. What's it like for you stepping up to this kind of level of sparring? No, it's good. It gives me an envision of where I want to be in the future, you know, so it's good to get a taste for that now. Um, where's that? World champion, undisputed. Absolutely, go for it. Well, look, good luck today, and we'll catch you after. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Harry Gerty from, from Swords, and uh, I'm here to spar. Uh, yeah. To spar against the former world champion Joseph. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a good experience. Yeah. Have you been in with him already? No, no, first time. Yeah. Are you nervous? Uh, no, not really, to be honest. No. No. Yeah. All right. How many rounds do you think you're gonna do today? Uh, as many, like as many as they tell me to do. You know what I mean? well, you're looking excited. Enjoy yourself. No, no, thank you. No, I'm not going to... Uh, uh, Lead senior champion. Lead senior champion. Yeah. Uh, coming up to spare uh, Joseph Parker. It's a good uh, round to get in out today. Um, any any time you're sparring depressions like it's uh, good, like you know. Yeah, you're not nervous or anything like that. Obviously, you're at a boxing at a high caliber, but you're relatively new to the sport as well. And now you're going in against the former world heavyweight champion. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's good, like you know. Um, not many gets the opportunity to be able to say like to spare the former uh, champion of the world, like. 
Are you still buzzing after a couple of weeks ago won your uh, first elite title Olympic qualifiers in the new year things are going really well for you now yeah things are going well um, just uh, just keep uh, head down and just stick to what we're doing like, there, there was no uh, there was no uh, fun time like we had to go straight back to work the next day after so it was good like yeah and uh like you don't lose sight of the main things, like you know, yeah. you keep uh, you keep your focus and you have your goals. And then once you have done goals done, you make new ones. Just, I guess, I want to ask you, like you know, you faced yourself in Ireland for recent camps and also, like uh, you know, you're basically like an Irishman in a, in a high-profile high-profile fight here. But uh, you know, how are you getting on the country? How's how's Ireland treating you? So, when I first linked up with Andy, that's when I first came to Ireland. I think it was back in 2021. And we had uh, set up base here. And then we moved from Ireland to England, back to Ireland. And I was here in April, March, April, my family sent them home. Then I came back for camp. Had a fight in May, had a fight in October. I'm back here again. But I think the setup that we have now, I love it. We're staying uh, not far from here, Dorky. Um, Andy was able to organize a house with one of his best mates at. Uh, we've got a nice house that we're staying at. We've got 40 foot up the road that we can jump into the water. Um, we like do frequently. We do frequently, yeah. It's cold right now. It's cold, but I think there's uh, yeah. benefits for recovery. You don't need to do ice baths either. To Listen, there's no need for ice baths when you have the water right there next to you. Uh, I've got our local Tesco's that we do shopping at. And you've got a butcher shop. Uh, what's up? There's one right next to the Tesco superstore out here. Um, they, they've been looking after us with meat. Should have the name of the, the place. But they, just being here in Ireland, their support and the love has been amazing. And obviously Andy's based here in Dunleary, but it's, it's, uh, it's got this gym. We've got, uh, as you can see, the amateur boys that came in today to do sparring, mm. giving great work. In and out, two, four, six rounds each, whatever it was. And um, I'm really enjoying my time there. I'm making the most of it and I'm happy every day. The only hard part is being away from wife and kids, yeah. but that's the sacrifice we have to make. You got four dollars. Four dollars. Like age range from like one to one, three, one, four, five, and just even seven. It's tough. It's tough to be away. Like it's, it's tough to be away, and uh, wife's pregnant again, so she's. Uh, make good use of the last break. Yeah, without her. Congratulations, love, thank her. you, man. Well, her love and support, and her patience, and also her strength, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So I leave the country, and for me, training is. I love it. I love training, I love fighting, I love being in camp, but I do miss my family very much. That must be a massive motivation to train harder because there's no point in wasting your time. You're away, so you make the most of it, maybe? Making, yeah, I make it like every day when I wake up. I think today I'm going to smash it. Today I'm going to put in the best work I can, and I'm going to make the most of being away. You know, when I call home morning and night, there's tears from the kids, you know, the day we miss you. And, can't wait to have you back and say to them patience you know i'll be back very soon so every day you have to make the most of it to make uh make it worth being away yeah you've had a long and storied career like at this stage your cv is maybe among the best in boxing maybe i can't think of many who have a better cv than you maybe joshua or fury or something yeah, like yeah. that but i think you fought absolutely everybody but next fight's against deontay wilder it's a big money fight we'll get to that in a second but maybe being away from your family are you are you looking at like do you have like long-term ambitions in the sport and to keep living the yeah. way you do or are you thinking this is a big payday and i can go back to my family listen it's not like the the payday does come with the big fights but we weren't really like say we had other options mm -hmm. the first day they offered us uh Zhang, and the money wasn't the same and we said yes 
then they change it to Dubai, then they change it to Ola. So I think like, it does, the money does come with it, but the goal that Andy and I have and the team, I, I, I want to be champion of the world again. Mm. And Deontay Wilder is the next fight. And I'm honestly pumped for this fight. I think with a big fight and a big challenge uh, brings my game up. Yeah. And I haven't shown it in, let's say in the past where I fought Joshua and came, came up short for Dylan White, Joy Joyce. But uh, I'm very pumped for this one. I feel like I'm making the most of every day and I'm putting in the work and I'm enjoying it all. Like there's sometimes you don't really, you know, you think ahead. But I feel like it's important to enjoy the process and enjoy the journey and make the most of every day. Your dad is named Dempsey, named after the famous heavyweight Jack Dempsey. <clears throat> Did you feel like from a from the time you were a kid, was there any onus on you to go and become a top boxer, or did you ever feel pressure to get into the sport? Or what was your dad like yeah, as yeah. a support for you as a kid? He never listen, he never boxed himself. He he was born in Samoa. Um, and he had the bad leg disability, so he limps everywhere. But as a young kid, he introduced me to boxing. I think two years old, yeah. two three years old, watching clips of Mike Tyson. Homemade pads and stuff like that. Homemade pads. Every time he went on a, a work trip, he brought back like little punching bags and little gloves. So it was always uh, it was always around. You know, and I tried every other sport there was: volleyball, rugby. I tried everything: baseball, football. But boxing was always the sport that I went back to. Tried everything else, but nothing really. Like I love volleyball. Play volleyball. I played for fifteen for two or three years in school, and uh, I was okay. I was just very fit from the boxing training. I was very fit in the in the team. But I always try, I tried every sport, but I just gravitated back to boxing. A lot of a lot of boxers I've spoken to over the years were footballers or in other sport, and they said they tried boxing maybe in the down season to get fitter and stronger. That was the goal. But then ended up, you know, boxing boxing found them then. And then yeah, mine was always boxing. Yeah, I tried everything else, but always boxing took my attention, and and the love for the sport grew and grew, and then. Um, when I really gave it everything I had, but in six, at 16 years old, I started traveling the world, mm-hmm. representing New Zealand. Yeah, I want to ask you about a guy um, called uh, Yamiko Chinula. Yeah, well, I think I was 16 years old, mm-hmm. and he was in his 20s. 26, I think. 26. And I went, Nine or 10 years older than you, and yeah. three-time New Zealand champion. Yeah, and I went down to Palmerston North. I, I didn't have the best of training. I was doing whatever my dad thought was right. And my coach at the time, Brian Arkell, and I went down and my coach believed in me and uh, I didn't even know who this guy was. You know, I wasn't really familiar with the boxing circuit, just been in fought and found out after I beat him that he was like the top dog. So that's when I started making a name in New Zealand boxing. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, t- you take the champ out, you're, you're the guy, you've suffered a bit of disappointment when you didn't get to go to the 2012 Olympics. That was a, we've seen breakout stars from that one from Joshua down. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I, do you know what I beat? I think three guys that went to the Olympics, that bad Olympics. I beat them that year. And when I went back to New Zealand and went to Australia for the qualifying tournament, I missed out on my own qualifying tournament. Was it Junior Far? Junior Far was close. It was a points decision. But I beat uh, Eric Pfeiffer and a few other guys that went to the Olympics. I beat them in uh, Belgrade, Serbia, and other tournaments, but I just missed out on my own qualifying tournament back home. That can make or break a fighter. It obviously you know, put fire in your belly, but... Um did you consider quitting after you didn't get no, to the No, not quitting, but I just, I think I took training way more seriously. Like when you, when you're growing up and you're training and just doing whatever you think is right, you're not really prepared for fights, if you know what I mean. But then I started, you know, finding the proper trainer and trying, pro- eating properly and doing things 
the right way. Was there a lot of noise? There was a lot of noise around you immediately from the start. When you were, were you a big fish in a small pond when you started? Not that New Zealand and Australia boxing is a small deal, but maybe from yeah. this side of the world. And this we were hearing your name from quite quite early when you started knocking guys out. Yeah, New Zealand's not the biggest. Uh, you know, we have David Tua, Shane Cameron made a name from so Masalino Masoi, those types of fighters in, in New Zealand. Um, David Tua being the biggest fighter to come out of New Zealand at that time. So not really the biggest boxing nation. You know, it's more rugby. But uh, when I first started as a professional uh, or, or later on in my amateur career, I started making a bit of noise around the world. Was it the Franz Bolter fight that changed things for you? Yeah, I think the Franz Bolter fight, taking him, I think it was my fifth fight, professional fight, and getting the win in like the third round. Um, that was, uh, you know, both his experience and being in a ring with Lennox and Mike Tyson and everyone else, uh, being able to beat him, elevated me quite a lot. That caused massive ripples in your team, didn't it? Didn't people quit? And was it, did a guy in the, was it a matchmaker in your team walked away? Oh, and Bob, Bob Jones with the backer. He, he, you know, he wasn't really happy with the steps we were taking. He wanted to build, build me up slowly, you know, but, but we sort of took the, the big fight at the time yeah. and it sort of broke up the team. But I think uh, everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And that's, that's the reason why I'm at this point now, just taking the right fights at the right time. There was massive hype around you in New Zealand at the time. I remember my friend was living over there, Connor, shout out to him, but he was going to all your fights and the huge hype at the Takam fight. And then you got to fight Andy Ruiz for the world title. You were did you must have thought yourself as a pretty much a, a big deal back then? <laughs> you know? I thought it was, yeah, yeah, enjoying it all. And even like these other fights, like never really wasn't the most focused in camp, you know, overtraining. Early and days. Like early days, not overtraining and, and not, the, listen, we did the best we could at the time. But when I look back at it now, a lot of things I should have and could have changed. Yeah. But I, I read before your professional debut, you, you weighed in and then went to McDonald's. And stuff went like to that. Burger King, yeah. So there was no real, I don't know, there's no guidance. I, I know when I was with Kevin Barry, he did a great job and he gave it everything he had, but just a, a few things, you know, weren't really, if I look back at it now. Yeah. But those are big fights, you know. Take him and you're going on to Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz, like, I mean, that was a very close fight. So you got the decision. It was, I think it was a kind of... I watched it back the other day. I was like, I got the win. Yeah. But seriously, the, you know, he was uh, strong in the first, like, three to four or five and then slowed right down. And I thought, no, listen, I won the fight. Like, a lot of people questioning, but I watched it back. Obviously biased. It's me watching myself. Of course, yeah, yeah. Were you delighted for him when he won the World Title off? I was happy with him, yeah. No, he, uh, I think I heard he was going through a bit of struggle with his family and financial side of things. So I was very happy that he won the fight and was able to look after his his parents and the family. At that stage, then, you kind of left Australia and New Zealand, or left that, the Oceania scene behind and kind of came to the UK and you racked up a string of like, this is why I'm talking about your CV being so packed. You've kind of fought everybody at that stage. You went and fought Huey Fury. Um, sorry, I have the Lizzie. Yeah, yeah. Got, Huey, the, got the uh, Joshua fight in Millennium Stadium. Like, that must have been... That must have been an incredible experience, oh, albeit incredible. you know not getting the not getting the victory and relinquishing the world title. It's incredible when you come from a small place like New Zealand, four million people, five million now, and Australia is a bigger place. But a lot of the f things we're doing was in New Zealand. You come here to to England and this side, this side of the world, it's, it's a massive step, you know. And it was just uh, walking out in front of seventy five thousand people was like, what the heck. Mm. Is Joshua uh, what you expected? Yeah, yeah. He was riding high. 
Joshua was long and uses reach and height. And I think myself going into camp, you can't really go into camp, beginning of camp, 120 something kgs and cutting down to 107. Uh, that's just using camp as a way of losing weight. I think, uh, looking back now, should have and could have went into camp at a better, better shape, you know, and focus on boxing instead of focus on losing weight. Yeah. That's but that's, listen, all, everything, like, there's no excuses. At the time, that was the best shape I was in. And you know, I got, just got beaten by bigger and better man. But I do think if we if had another fight, it would be a lot different. Yeah. Did that last try off course a little bit? Obviously, you went there with White the next time. Thrilling fight and all. It didn't go, it didn't go your way. But uh, where were you in life? You were starting <coughs> your family at the time. Yes. Started my family. Just bought a house. Uh, had a second baby on the way. And... You know, after the fight with Joshua, I didn't want to come back and have an easy fight. I wanted to come back straight into the mix and took the Dylan White fight. I think if you watch the fight, the first three rounds, I was boxing his head off. And then I got a big head butt from the third round. Um, again, I don't want to seem like this an excuse, but it did sort of shake me a bit. Mm. It sort of felt like dreaming, you know? Dreaming. I don't think it would feel nice to get headbutted by, or accidentally or on purpose, but by a heavyweight, you know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't feel quite good. I mean, yeah, that's it. Doesn't sound like an excuse. If, listen, if you, if you get headbutted by a seven stone man, it's going to hurt. If, like if you watch the fight, at the end of the fight, my head was swelled up after when I was doing an interview. Yeah. If you watch the fight again, so I was very, uh, I don't know what it was, maybe concussed or I just, I don't know. I just felt like I was a bit, it was a bit of a dream. Like, holy, like, I don't know how to describe it, you know. You fought everybody. What's the kind of worst or most uncomfortable you felt in the ring? You know, the most uncomfortable is when I didn't take the training seriously. Uh, when I became champion of the world and then just did, there wasn't, you know, it wasn't really as focused as I should have or could have been. And then when you go into fights, not the most prepared, the fights are hard and tough and the fights that you should be breathing through, you, look, you make it look very hard. Your link up, but obviously you, you cleaned up, you cleaned house to beat Junior Fa, Lee Pai, dominance, you know, reasserted back in that side of the world. And um, back to Britain as well, obviously you had the Joe Joyce fight, but before we get to that, you did two Chisora fights, but you linked up with a, a new trainer in Andy Lee. Uh, what was it that made you guys hit it off? Was it just the work? I heard, I read that Tyson Fury recommended him to you. Yeah. Obviously Andy Lee had worked in Tyson Fury's camp. Along with Sugar Hill Stewart, and is that I, I, on a I, a message yeah, and listen, I was looking at working with another trainer, and before I made the move, I just thought, you know what, I want to call Tyson and, and, and get his views. And when I called him, he said, Don't train with these guys or don't train with that trainer. I got the best trainer for you. And let me see if he's available. And just, so he called Andy. Next thing he calls me and said, Link up with this guy. So he linked us up. And when I had a few Zoom calls with Andy, seven days later, I'm on an airplane flying to Ireland to meet up with him to train and have the first Chisora fight. It was just a, it was a quick transition from the last trainer to the next. But uh, as soon as I arrived into Ireland, we we clicked uh, straight away. And there was a lot of things that I learned right off the first training session. And it, even now, I'm still learning. I feel like I'm still learning and progressing and trying different things and and learning new things all the time. Would you be a big boxing fan outside of your own participation in the sport? Would you watch it most weekends? I watch a lot of big fights. Big I saw fight? Andy's big fights and knockouts and all that, and, uh, but I didn't really know Andy. But I saw I saw the knockouts and watch you watch all the big uh, big fights that happen, you know. So your your first few weeks in Ireland, what, what was your impression of the place? I liked it. I, I was living in town. Uh, Andy's uh, in-laws. I had a nice day up there. 
I had a guy bring food. I had a shop. What's the other? Dunn's. Dunn's. Uh, Walked down to the shop, grab all my stuff. It was good. And uh, I had a gym that wasn't too far from where we were staying. Kaho. Kaho's gym. What kind of boxing? Huh? Yeah. yeah, and he's just went to the gym, did our work, had heaters in there and everything. It was all the great the setup was great. Went and ran around the park with everyone, it was good. Good uh, the community felt I felt like the community really welcomed me in. Yeah, I, it's it's clear to see that you both hit it off. Um and you've got a very strong relationship. I think you maybe you're at similar stages in life, you know, both raising young families. Yeah. You know, both paid your dues in this game and you know, looking for a bit of success here at this stage. Yeah, well, listen, I think we still got, there's a lot, there's a lot of things along the way that we're trialing and, and try this and try that. But I feel like now we got it, uh, to the point where we're very happy with everything and going into fights. There's no real worries. Like we're training here. I want to have a bit of time in England and finish up in Saudi. And I think everything is perfect. After uh, your loss to Joe Joyce, Andy said afterwards, he goes, he goes, Joseph has a heart bigger than this whole arena. So I think it, his admiration for you is obviously clear. And how does that, how does it affect you? You, you need to have a close relationship with your trainer, I guess. You need to trust each other and you know, you're you putting your body on the line and no more so than your next fight against Deontay Listen, Ward, gotta, most dangerous, you know, fighter. Yeah, you gotta, you, you trust like the trainer fighter relationship. You have to have trust and you have to really rely on each other. And you can't, there's no real, like you can't, it's not half assed you know, you can't really, you can't have a relationship with a trainer if you don't trust the person, if you don't get along well, if you don't click. Um, if it didn't, if we weren't clicking, it wouldn't, it wouldn't work. Mm. You know, we wouldn't be getting to the success that we have now. It helps that Andy has experience of uh, going in, in against Deontay Wilder with Tyson Fury as well. Like, it's seen him up at close quarters. Like, you're getting an extra bit of insight there. Yeah, Andy's got the. He's he was at the fights and he was able to see it up up close. Get three, Andy. Uh, were you at all three? He was at the second one. Two and three? I was at all three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was good. No, listen, um, and, you know, Andy did was, any, did Andy any was there. Surprise you? Huh? Did any of them surprise you? Were you looking at Wilder as a potential opponent at the time? We were looking before. Yeah. Um, but the, the first fight, you know, getting knocked down and the second fight coming with a different style. The third fight was a, was a very entertaining fight. So, you know, being there, you could see, but as a, as a fighter, um, you don't really see, you can see everything, but you can't really see what the coaches see. It's different. I, I can't really explain, but I can see and I can try things and I'll like, oh, smash them with this or catch them with that. But when you go to spa or go to do things, the trainer can see a lot more or show you different things that he thinks is going to work. Yeah. Like going into the third fight with Fury and Tyson, uh, with, with Fury and Wilder, I think a lot of people kind of wrote Wilder off. A bit crazily, yeah. after maybe after how dominant Fury was in the second fight, but he showed in the third fight that he showed heart, he and showed grit, a lot of heart and grit, and, grit, yeah. and he showed power. determination to to go all the way, and he showed power. Even you know when Tyson was was uh, dominating, he was able to show power in many rounds, catching Tyson with a lot of right hands and and uh, you know giving it back to him. So since then, I think he's just fought Hellenius and uh, hasn't really been too active. You've been really active at this stage, Randy. Sharpening the tools, working on the game plan. Like, uh, you must be feeling good coming up to this. Oh, just, I feel great. I feel it's been a good, good year having a, a fight at the beginning of the January, May, October. And, uh, I think busy, keeping busy and, and, and being in camp more 
and working on things, uh, it just flows a lot better. So I feel, I feel we're in a great place to finish the year off with a big fight and a big win and a great Christmas. You must have, like, it, it, it seems bizarre that it's Joseph Parker against Deontay Wilder and it's a non-title fight. It must be one of the biggest name non-title, you know, non-title fights we've had in an awful long time. You know, usually you'd expect something will be on the line for this, but we, uh, what's on the line for it is a clash with maybe Joshua or Valen. Yeah. Well, Fury and Usyk are fighting for Undisputed next year. So the motivation is a couple of wins, large purses, and a crack at the, the heavyweight championship. Is that it? Yeah, it is. Would you fight Tyson if it came up? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I think Tyson wants to do his own thing and fight, and fight Usyk, and I'm not sure there might be a rematch. And and uh, I think we're on a different course, Andy and I. You know, but this everything comes down to to this fight. The most important thing is, is getting the win. Some fights are bigger than belts, you know, and, and some occasions are bigger than belts. And this is such a, just so much money being thrown at, put at this one. It's such a display. Like the card is so glittering with so many heavyweights on it. Maybe it's bigger than the belt. Maybe it's just a bigger deal than the belts. I don't know. I think just, listen, the belts are held up at the top and we just want to be involved in good, big fights and give it, give it everything we have and show what we can do in the heavyweight division. There's still a lot to give. And uh, like I said, well, everything's perfectly in line for a great fight. Lunchtime. And lunchtime. lunchtime. <laughs> Before we go, I want to ask you just about your uh, ringside. You walked in Paddy Donovan, I think, today. His fight in the three arena. Then we saw Katie Taylor beat, getting revenge over Chantel Carmen. Yeah. Uh, Paddy, I spoke to him, you know, prior to his fight, he spoke really highly. He said, you know, the relationship like brothers, loves having him as part of camp. He, is he going to the top? He's going to the top. Listen, that performance that he put on, Andy would tell you, I was buzzing the whole night. I was just like, Paddy looks sensational. You know, we, we all know what Paddy can do, but he was able to show that performance in front of everyone that was watching. In front of Ireland, in front of the stadium, all eyes are on watching on the zone. And he put on a, a, a performance where I think he's, he could have, you know, the last, the, the main event was spectacular and going back and forth, but Paddy put on a sensational performance that caught the attention of a lot of people. Yeah, and you've come up like that yourself through New Zealand, you know, that everyone like watching just added pressure on his shoulders as well. There's pressure, but, but Paddy's all for it. He's, I think, listen, he's got that, like, I don't know, this, that confidence, you know, there's, there's a sort of like a, Swagger. There's a, there's a, there's a, I think there's a bit of a swagger about yeah. him, like, you know, just understated. Know, there's a, like, Massive this confidence, but understated. aura, swagger. Let's get this money's lunch. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Cheers. Oh, I didn't get to ask you, actually, just before you go. You sparred four guys there. Yeah. You know, young enough, young, young guys. What did you make of the, what do you think of the uh, up and coming heavyweight talent in Ireland? Did you get that one. Listen, yeah. those four guys were younger than me and bigger than me. And they were all sharp and they came to prove a point. And when you're, when you're, when you're spying with amateurs who just want to come and give everything you have, to, you get the best work. And we did, uh, spying with four different guys and they, that was, that was awesome. Yeah, Six rounds there. It was something like a show. They're also trying to prove something to, to each other who were watching. You yeah. Know, and they're they're really fighting each other. Yeah. Prove to each other. Prove to us. Prove to their team. And, uh, they all gave the best work. And, Six uh, rounds there with the elite champion, Martin McDonough. He's only boxing. I think competitively a year and a half or so, not even. Good talent. He's very good talent. Like tw tw 17 years old, 20 years old, 19, they're all very young. Yeah. And I think that uh, Ireland's got a good heavyweight. He's a great mover, isn't he? Only 17 years old. Ireland's got a good heavyweight uh, scene, you know. All, all those guys are going to be good fighters. Yeah. Well, look. Irish Joe Parker, you know, it's your Irish time. Gypsy Joe, Irish yeah. Joe. Yeah. Gypsy Joe. Thanks for having me, Thanks, Andy. No, 
right, I'm back with Adam after doing uh, two rounds with Joseph Parker and uh, two more there with, with Harry. Yeah. How do you feel uh, your day went? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, man, it's all good experience, man. It's going to help me for the youths in January anyways, but you can't buy this experience, you know? You really can't. Former world champion, it's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. I was asking um, Martin afterwards if he was going in there like almost pretending to be Deontay Wilder or do you just be yourself or what do you do? Just box the way I box because I can't pretend to be someone else. It's not going to improve me. You know, I just need to box the way I box so it can help me make improvements. And what did you pick up from Joseph? Oh, everything. Like just things that I wouldn't even have known, like, you know, taking my head off the line when I jab and, you know, it's just silly stuff, but he brings it to light anyways. Yeah. You've got fast hands, uh, lovely footwork, throwing combinations to the body. You've, you've obviously you've got a lot of skills. Obviously. I appreciate it, man. You know, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Yeah. Listen, I think the future's bright for uh, Irish heavyweight boxing. Just judging on what I've seen here today. Yeah, man, definitely. It's on the come up, anyways. It's been dead for the past, you know, eight, seven, eight years, but now it's definitely on the come up. Well, look, thanks, Adam. Appreciate Great. it. Cheers, Thank man. you. Just out of the ring, two rounds there with a former heavyweight champion, Joe Parker. Is he looking ready for the other Wilder? Yeah, he's looking good, yeah, looking strong. Yeah. Did you enjoy them? Learning experience? Yeah, no, it was great. Good, yeah. good experience. Get, get confidence from that. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Come on, well, well done. Thank you. Martin, you're just out of the ring after doing six rounds with Joseph Parker. Very competitive. Yeah. Very good action sparring. Yeah. Enjoy it. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it was good rounds. As I said beforehand, like um, anytime you can go into heavyweights, uh, the professionals like you doing well. Your dad and brother were saying afterwards, that's no problem to you. You could do ten rounds. You're only twenty years of age. Yeah. You look very comfortable in there. Yeah. Um, I educated the pace as well in there, so I could get myself to recover when I wanted, like you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Every it seems that everything you do seems to build a little bit more confidence, man. Yeah, see, the more stars you get, you're going to go confident, don't you? Um, doesn't matter if it's your first to tenth, like you want to improve every spar you get, like you know. Is there any part of you in there that tries to be Deontay Wilder, or are you instructed to do so, or do you just be yourself? I just be myself. Um, whatever, whatever. Uh, See, I try to, I can change the style up a bit, you know. So if uh, something's not working for me, I go to plan B. And if plan B's not working, I go to plan C, you know. You need different game plans every time you win there. Um, yeah, you need, you need, you can't just go into one plan, like, you know. So if something wasn't working for me there, I try to work on that while I'm in there, like. But Joseph is uh, he's a good uh, he's a good lad, like you know. Yeah. He's, he is definitely a good lad. Yeah. He was uh, he was taking his time. He's obviously doing an awful lot of rounds here today. Like yeah. he's fighting four separate par sparring partners. So uh, yeah, you certainly enjoyed yourself a major major home. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, it doesn't matter who I go in with or who's in against me. Like if I I'm going to try my best like every time, like you know. Because that's the only way I'm going to improve myself. Yeah, and that's why you're here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's to everyone's here for themselves. Like to try to improve, improve, improve. It's like Parker. He has to improve himself for Wilder. Like you know, it's going to be a good fight for him. Definitely. Thank you, Martin. Cheers and fair play. Rest up. Yeah. yeah thanks very much. Well, yeah.
know, that's not something you often hear uh, going down and get inspiring and getting reaction and and and, and the feel for Evan. How, how, how did at the end of it? How did you feel the whole thing went? Oh, it was great. It was great to be there. Like, do you know what I mean? I was. Uh, it was a privilege to see um, a guy warming up for a great for a big fight like that. You know, Deontay Wilder, so dangerous. None of the kids there were able to fully like. You know, you're not going to be able to replicate Deontay Wilder. As I asked them, you know, what was it like? Um, they all just said, "Look, I'm going to be myself." Different kind of fighters there, like uh, like Martin McDonough. My God, like he. I think he's he's looking to qualify for the Olympic Games next year. He's just made the super heavyweight slot his own. He's just stepped up to elite level. He's a baby at this age, at this level. But if he's putting the team for the for the the for the qualifiers, which are coming up at the end of February, start of March, and then there's another qualifier in May in Thailand, so Italy and Thailand. If he's put into those qualifiers for the Olympic Games, do not be surprised if this guy grabs a slot. Like the engine on him, I think he did six rounds with Joseph Parker there. Nice, and he pushed him. Like I mean, Parker is not going to take the piss, right? He's not going to knock out a twenty-year-old guy who's brand new to top level, top mm, level amateur boxing. So he's, he's, he's learning his own moves. He's slipping punches and he's, he's looking out for stuff that Andy Lee's work. You know, they're not telling me what they're looking out for, but they're, you know, they're stepping back and they're trying out new things. But McDonough was encouraged to just give it, give it everything. Like, so he was coming on like a train and his, he's got really fast hands for a tall guy. So he's able to keep his hands high, throw a jab, throw a sneak jab, and then really bury a shot around the, around the back, uh, a right hook around the back. Or like digging in left hooks. He was really going for Parker, trying to impress. And he did. Uh, Adam Alanian, like he's got all the moves. You know, he's he's a big tall guy. I've been hearing about Adam since he's a kid. I think he won a, a schoolboy, a European schoolboy title or something like that. And so I've been hearing about this kid since he's about 12 or 13. It's, I can't believe he's still only 17. He, I think we're going to be hearing an awful lot about Adam. He's um, He's snappy. He's got the fast hands. He looks the part. He's got all the moves. You know what I mean? And he's a totally different type of boxer. To Martin McDonough, but we're going to see some great fights between those two guys. Harry Ger- Harry Garrity has already fought Martin McDonough. I think McDonough got the nod in that one. But um, I've looked at a bit of Harry Garrity's Instagram. There's a gorgeous knockout there in the amateur ranks, and uh, he lands a couple of great shots on uh, on on. Uh, I was going to say on Boiler on uh, on, <laughs> jo- on Joseph Parker, and uh, he just comes forward and he shows these kind of snappy, sneaky, sneaky hard shots, and he's determined guy. So yeah, I think like I think we've got some interest in there. Uh, Years ahead in the super heavyweight ranks in the Irish amateurs, for sure. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, we've been kind of crying out for a couple of big heavyweights to come along now and, and kind of fill up the gaps, and all of a sudden, the bus load of them come in, you know? Yeah, and you see, like, um, you know, Thomas Carty's getting opportunities on the Katie Taylor bills as well. And, you know, there's definitely a base there for them. And this bill in Saudi is all heavyweight. So it's a great time to be a heavyweight. I spoke to Thomas Carty about that a few weeks ago, just before the Katie Taylor fight. Um, the rematch of Chantel Cameron in Dublin it's a great time to be a heavyweight at the minute because there's so much money swashing around and uh, there are opportunities there it's who knows what the landscape is going to be like in four or five years when these young guys are past their first Olympic kind of phase maybe their second Olympic phase if they turn professional if they stick with the game who knows it's a long way there's a long uh, road ahead of them yeah hopefully I know that the boxing is back in Ireland and it's solidified that there's a fan base there and Hopefully, Matrim keep coming back and building up big cards, and not just you know, just uh, again, just, again, you know, again that was it. Katie Taylor's name, you know, just, yeah, you know. again, is it here to stay? Like we we spoke about Michael Conlon earlier on, he's the headliner in Belfast. He's the the main attraction. Um, Lewis Crocker could become an attraction, but um, Michael Conlon is the attraction, and having you know just fallen to a second defeat of twenty twenty three, it remains to be seen what his intentions are in twenty twenty four. And Katie Taylor. 
I'm not going to retire. We spoke about this already, but she's 37. How long can she can she headline in Dublin Four? So there are opportunities there for young guys and young. You're not doubting Katie Taylor, Kevin. <laughs> I wouldn't there. No, there there, but there are opportunities for young guys to come through and impress. But it takes time and uh, gaps can form. So we need um we need the guys coming up on undercards to make themselves into headline quality, which uh, you know takes a bit of work. It does. It does. Now I just think there's, there, there seems to be um, a bigger uh, pick of pro fighters now in Ireland. You know, massive, massive, massive yeah, yeah. It seems to be it's kind of a one headliner, and it was a bit of a not a glut, just nothing there. And now it seems like there's a lot of lads coming up, coming through, and um, you know, look, I'm, I'm optimistic for the first time in a long time about Irish boxing. So let's let's hope that keeps going. Yeah, well, in, the, in this year, and we might do a year in review, a year in a review show in a few weeks, but. This year alone, you've had like Joe Ward and Jason Quigley who fought the, their entire careers in America. Both have come home and headline shows from, uh, oddly enough, Joe Ward uh, in Letterkenny, where Quigley's kind of from, and uh, Quigley in Dublin, where Joe Ward would bring a bigger crowd. But anyway, look at successful nights, I believe, and other other boxers of Tommy Hyde is headlined down in Cork. Luke Keeler came back and headlined in Dublin as well. So there's different fighters, different spotlights and stuff like that. So I think, um, yeah, a lot to grow on, I think. I believe next year there's going to be an awful lot of shows as well. Jay Byrne is, you know, f- fresh from his successful first show at the Red Cow. He's planning to go all out in 2024. Yeah, you yeah, know, that's, here, uh, here to that. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Before we go, I think we're going to skip to just a short little chat I had, had with uh, Adam Smith at the end of the Katie Taylor uh, versus... Legendary, Chantel the Cameron. legendary Adam Smith. Adam Smith, yeah, yeah. He's a nice guy, Adam. He's, um, I believe he's just come back from a cancer diagnosis, a cancer battle. And he's back. He's been away from boxing for a long time. And I think his voice has been missed on the airwaves, you know. Um, it looks like he might be working with the zone from now on going forward. His time is up with Sky Sports. But he was, you know, Mr. Sky Sports Boxing for a long, long time. He was involved in many yeah, an was- Irish show. Great friend great friend of Katie Taylor's and a huge backer of hers as well. When Because Eddie Hearn was obviously with Sky Sports when Katie Taylor turned professional and Adam Smith was directing the traffic there. And... Uh, he was a big backer of hers at the time, so he remains so. Almost like the, the Jimmy McGee of um, British boxing, you know, the, the encyclopedia man, you know, just, just that's something, a voice you like to hear. Well, he certainly brings the drama. He certainly brings the drama, that's for sure. I'm joined by Adam Smith here at ringside after Katie Taylor's victory. Yeah, just in awe of her, really, as an athlete, as a phenomenon for, uh, for Ireland and for for boxing. Uh, I go back a long way with Katie. I was there when uh, she won her Olympic gold, the fight with Tasha Jonas, and uh, we were delighted when she turned pro with uh, with Eddie and us in 2016. And it's been an incredible journey. And uh, we've become friends. My family are friends with her family. And yeah, to be here in this atmosphere, uh, yeah, I've been away from boxing for a while and it was a, it was a special night to be here with my wife and uh, just, yeah, just honestly very emotional. Uh, Chantelle Cameron's an incredible fighter. She's so underrated. She should be a star herself and I hope this in many ways makes her a star because there's got to be a trilogy at Grove Park. And, but for Katie Taylor, it's, uh, it's a redemption night for her. I think it's the most important night in her career. Amanda Serrano, of course, in the garden was special. And 
There's been many, many other great nights, but I think this in front of her home crowd and the whole of Ireland behind her, and especially after difficulties in Dublin over the last few days, I mean, this is just phenomenal. And uh, yeah, she's just a gem. She's a gem here, and uh, we love her. Yeah, like I mean, you've been part of some special nights in Irish boxing. You, you're obviously centrally involved in the Collins Eubank stuff down in Cork a long time ago now, Adam. But uh, how does a night like this compare? This was obviously. This was unbelievable. I thought it was far exceeded what I expected coming here tonight. Joe, yeah, funny enough, I, I saw Steve Collins earlier and had a good catch up with him. And uh, he said it was 27 or 28 years to the day that he fought Cornelius Carr here. Um, Mill Street, yeah, it's a lifetime ago, but what a, an amazing night that was. And uh, Noel C. Duggan and everything of Mill Street was phenomenal. Um, but this has got a. I mean, I wasn't working on this. I was just here as a fan. And this has got a rank as one of the one of the greatest nights I've ever seen. I mean, it just was, it was special uh, to share it with my wife, to share it with so many great fans here. And, and just, yeah, the Irish fans are, are like no other. And for Katie, she's, she's the queen, isn't she? She's just something really special, but she deserves it because she's worked so hard since she was, you know, an 11 year old girl. And I, I just, yeah, there are a few words really to describe what I'm feeling right now. I'm just so proud of her. Um, I'm so pleased for her. And I just think, I think she'll just go down the history as one of the, one of the great women of, of, of all time. I really do. I think she's, um, as Eddie said afterwards, there's, there's, not a, there's no one that's got any bad words to say about Katie. She's just a consummate professional, uh, a charming woman. Um, and a wonderful, wonderful fighter um, who had to dig a bit deep tonight again, and but had the skills. She rolled out the ears a little bit with her skill set tonight. I thought her, her combinations were great. Just a wonderful fight, wonderful occasion, and I was really pleased to be here. And we'll be back for Croke Park. I think uh, losing really put the dog back in her. Like, I mean, if it wasn't there already, but losing really lit a fire underneath her. It's a cliche to talk about coming in as the underdog, but wow, she she really was she would have done anything to avoid defeat tonight to get that win. Yeah, I mean, she just went absolutely AWOL for a few months, you know, back into camp. And, uh, do you only, even touch her when she's in camp? Only one thing on her mind. I, I do, you know, and she, she, you know, she messages occasionally, but I didn't hear much this time. And I think that just shows, you know, she's uh, she was so focused, laser focused uh, on this night. And, uh, you know, she she's just... I know she just didn't want to let anyone down and she doesn't every time she steps in the ring. You know, she has all that pressure on her shoulders. The whole of Ireland expects and wants and needs Katie Taylor to win. And yeah, I think the defeat really hurt her because she's a winner and she's... But everyone's got to go through that. Chantel now has to go through that and she's going to be hurting. And, you know, Monday, Tuesday, she's going to have to get back with Jamie and they're going to have to come up with a... A new plan for a, a third fight, probably. Um, but she was unlucky, and you know, she got cut early. And and she was some of those rounds were, were hers, and some were really close. I thought one of the scorecards was was way way too wide. It was a tight fight. I had Katie winning, and I think she deserved it. But um, Chantel will come again, and uh, the boxing was the winner tonight. Perfect. Well, look, thank you. It's been an absence for boxing, but you've been, uh, you've been missed, and it's going to be good to have you back. Yes, thank you. Very much. Nice to meet you.
deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.